I picture him with go. tears in his eyes while he's doing this. Oh, it's beautiful. With the flag waving behind him and like yes. an eagle flying. Just a tear. But like, it's the American flag and the Christian flag next to it. Yeah, next to it. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and a cross and like, yeah, an eagle flying and just like the, the, the sunbeam through the clouds and right on Carmen. <laughs> Carmen knows. Right on Carmen's face. Right on Carmen's. <laughs> Big Italian face. <laughs> it's slow pan to like a farmer somewhere looking off into the distance, and <laughs> somebody doing construction that lifts up their mask. And it's like, yeah, it, no, it, and it like cuts to some kids saying no to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, everyone, welcome to the time and place with the beautiful voice of Carmen singing a ballad about America. <sighs> Yes, God's promised land, God's chosen That's people, right. we the all American know. people. That's right. <laughs> the Constitution was an inspired document. We all know that. That's right. This is God. This is the promised land. This is, oh, yeah, basically. So, uh, yeah, so we're talking about, so kind of summing it up of law and should Christians be complying with the government mandates that are coming down with the whole coronavirus uh, wear a mask, stay inside, don't go to church, don't go to the movies, don't do anything. Um, how should a Christian be responding to this? Of the government saying, do this, do that, you know, you're going to face penalty, you're going to face jail time, you're going to face a fine or whatever if you don't do this and that. And uh, we just say, yes, okay, fine, totally mm -hmm. comply. So what's the what's the Christian response in that is is kind of like how we want to focus tonight's discussion about that. So um, and that's not yeah. even an exaggeration what you're saying about like fines and jail time. Like yeah. they were they're in Michigan was I think where they were doing it. They were they were <laughs> taking photos of people's license plates that were at church and fining them yeah. and recommending that they stay quarantined to like the well, health officials. Well, who was saying that? Somebody was saying that like if you see them. Take a take a picture and send it to us, and we'll get someone out there to make sure everything's safe or something. Oh, was that, was that New York? Or, yeah, it might have been the Blasio. I can't remember who yeah. it was, but it was somebody basically saying that of like, if you see something, say something, you know. Oh. And it's that whole report your neighbors. <laughs> to the it's, it's 1984, man. Everybody's trained to snitch on everybody. Yep. Yeah, everybody's a uh, little uh, agent out there and what's crazy about it too is i noticed recently like it's kind of this situation has turned into kind of a group thing situation like global warming or any of those other things like this is how you're allowed to feel about it and if you yeah. don't feel this way you're not yeah. sensible yeah and that's what i was thinking the masks have become kind of like a like a little badge of compliance <laughs> or like a little uh it's like a uh was it called uh, virtue signaling of like, look how much I care. I'm wearing mm -hmm. my mask in my car alone. That's how much I care about, you know, <laughs> there's no chance of me infecting anybody or doing anything, but I'm going to wear my mask. Right. That's like the AIDS ribbon or like the autism puzzle piece or the, you know, just any sort of right. little badge of like aware. It's the awareness badge. It's the awareness I'm, I'm badge. Here for you. I'm in this with you. Yeah, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be wearing masks necessarily. I'm just saying that's I think that's kind of what it's become of like you're not actually concerned with your own safety or others. You want to it's the it's the AIDS ribbon. It's like okay, what what are you doing? Why are you wearing this inside your house alone like whatever. So 
but there is a degree of paranoia involved in it too. Like it is kind of a safety blanket. We were, we were talking about this at work because we were required to wear them too. And, and we we're talking about how, you know, there's conflicting evidence as to whether it does anything, whether it doesn't do anything. You know, most people who have them are not wearing the kind that have the filter anyways. So you're just putting a rag on your face. Yeah. Right. But, Abby, have it, you worn a mask? Have you, have you had to wear one? No. Have yeah. you, have you been around? My wife hasn't either. Yeah, well, my wife hasn't either. <laughs> she, but she has one. There's like two different camps, though. There's like the people that are like, wear your mask. I'm going to wear my mask all, all times, even in the car by myself. And then there's the people that are like, a mask. I just need to go to work. Like, it seems like it goes both ways. Um, total opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the weirdness is the you have to wear a mask. Like, it, and it's not even, I, I get here, as far as I know, it's not legally mandated but it's kind of societally mandated mm -hmm. like if you don't wear a mask everybody's gonna look at you dirty we're gonna shame you right yeah that's what i was saying i saw, I saw we were talking earlier before we went on about how i went to the grocery store today and we wear my mask and uh there was a lady that wasn't wearing a mask and we looked at her like we used to look at people who wore a mask you know like oh that's kind of weird what are you doing <laughs> like this is kind of weird but she didn't have it on it's like oh Stay away from her. Like, what's wrong with her? You know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's really weird how my, my, how the turntables. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was like that today at work. People who were stopping in were like, oh, sir, I'm sorry. You don't have a mask. You can't come in. Like, you just, you're not allowed in the building. So what, 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 what would you do? Like, what would you do if like they were like, no, I'm coming in? <laughs> I wouldn't do anything. I'd be like, this is y'all's thing. <laughs> my name's Paul and it's between y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard because it's like I, I, out your sleeve or something and like cut it and made a mask. Do you think people would count that? Like, oh, okay, you're good now. Yeah, yeah as long as you have yeah, as long as you have something on your face, you just have to show that you're fine. Turtle, yeah, of course. Walk around. <laughs> but I mean, like, most of the like most of the masks we're wearing are just fabric masks. They don't really do anything. Yeah. <sighs> Nothing. I think some do better than most. Facebook saying you were more likely to get to get a virus if you have just a cloth mask on. Well, it's like, if you don't wash it, like that's the thing too. The, if you use it, if you use a mask multiple times, that seems less healthier yeah. than, uh, less healthy than, than just like a one that you can wash. You're supposed to wash them, you know, after you use them. But if you walk around all day and I'm breathing in the mask and then you wear it again the next day, I feel like it's not probably the best or like most hygienic thing. I don't well, know. I mean, even if you do wash it, like, you know, you go into the store, you open the handle, you touch the handle, you touch the counter, then you take your mask off with that same hand, then you put it back <laughs> on. You just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But so we're being told, being mandated to wear the mask, right? right. So is wearing a mask a sin against God? Mm. So <laughs> I, I had a discussion with some other friends today, and we were talking about it. Uh, they were saying, unless the government is requiring you to do something that's a sin, then just go along with it. If it's not a sin, it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, I was saying that that's only half the way to look at it. Like there's, and it's not really just pertaining to masks, but just the whole way the quarantine's kind of been locked down. If they require you to do something, but also if they prevent you from doing something, mm -hmm. I, I think we look, we don't look at it that way. Like they can, you can be required to sin or prevented from doing something good. And both would be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, that right. kind of gets into like the, the business shutdowns mm -hmm. like we're preventing people from working. So, but is that a sin though? Like, is that, 
is but are we are we it, it it's hard because it's like okay you you cannot go to work it's like okay well then i'm not gonna go to work is that a sin or do i have like a god-given right to work and so that trumps any mandate from the government i think so as far as work goes you have a god-given right to um provide for yourself and your family but you also have a responsibility to provide for yourself and your family right yeah. like essentially what it's doing is taking people out of work taking away their means to provide for themselves and making the government their provider yeah with these right. fancy checks we're getting twelve thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars you're good to go yeah right so and i mean that's that's kind of it's the government's way of doing things they take away the role of self and church and what you should be doing and they step in we're like, well we'll take care of it don't worry about it we got you yeah so yeah it's hard because it's like what you want to disobey or like um like civil disobedience or whatever and right um but at the same time it if i'm putting other people at risk of getting sick by not wearing a mask I don't want to do that. And yes. it's the whole love your neighbor thing. Yes. That's, 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 I think what, what, how the church is kind of approaching this is like, this is a love your neighbor issue, right? So it's like, right. you're, you're wearing the mask because you love your neighbor. You're not, you're not congregating and doing mass groups of people because you love your neighbor and you're trying right. to care for your neighbor and not get them sick or get yourself sick and then get your kids sick and get, you know, or get, you don't get sick. You're it's, you're, you're asymptomatic for a week and you go see your parents who are, over 50 and then they're sick now and you didn't even know you were sick, but you picked it up and you sent it to you, gave it to your parents. That's what we're trying to like avoid. That's, that's what's see. And that's the thing. That's what's being said will be done. So stay home. And if, if that's true, I'll stay home. If that's not true, that's the problem. And, and I think we don't know. I think the problem is we don't have enough information. I think we assume that based on the information we have, that's the story. And that's, what's the, going to happen is you're going to pick it up and give it to your parents or give it to old people and more people will die and get sick so stay home that's what's being told to us and it's like well i don't know i mean like i'm going to go and scientifically prove that wrong uh or just and how long, trust how the long is that going to be for like how long how long do we need, to, do we need yeah. to watch out for the immune compromise and the elderly because I mean, a virus is here. A virus is here, just like any other virus that we've had to deal with. Yeah. So you open everything up. What are the elderly going to do? Just stay home forever until they die? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how are they going to? Yeah. We're going to have to all. I mean, it's just going to have to be a natural herd immunity. We're going to all have to be exposed right. to it. Our immune system is going to have to either handle it or not. Yeah, but people are going to die. I mean, that if that's. Like if that's the case, then people are, are like they're going to be mass deaths. They're going to be people. Yeah, who but we die from driving cars. You know what I mean? And people yeah, still drive cars. Yeah, but if you're, but if you're like my 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 parents' risk of dying in a car accident. And again, these are the stats. These are the figures that we're being told of like right. dying in a car is this high risk. Contracting COVID is like this high risk. But, so, but we I mean, don't the know. Thing, right. The thing about it, like you keep saying, we don't know, like the more information that keeps coming out, that risk keeps getting lower and lower and lower. Like it's constantly yeah. like, it, it seems like what happened was we found out about this thing. The media whipped everybody into a panic because of the panic. The government had to respond. They over responded. And now we're finding out little by little that it's not as bad as we thought it was. Yeah. Well, and there's different models coming yeah, out. Yeah. 
a certain percentage of people that are asymptomatic all the time, like they never had symptoms and they had COVID and they're right. out with symptoms at all. And so. Yeah, but I mean, they could give it to somebody else. They could be asymptomatic, but then they give it forever. to somebody not. That's what I'm saying. Well, we do lockdown forever. Right. That That is a yeah. thing because, you know, like you said, if, if they had said two weeks, it would be inconvenient, but it would be like, okay, I can do two weeks for the sake of everybody else. Right. But yeah. now it's right. indefinite. It's like, well, maybe the summer, maybe November, maybe Christmas. Like yeah. what? Yeah, they canceled, they canceled our 4th of July deal in our town today. The big, yeah. the big one for me when I realized like this is like, holy crap, this is going to be a big deal was when they canceled South by Southwest in Austin. Oh, yeah. I heard it was canceled. I was like, what? That is sports. like, holy cow. Yeah, sports. Well, because like sports have been suspended, though. Sports have been uh, suspended like with a with a with a strike or something. They, they did right. a strike and it was like delayed or something. So there's been kind of interruptions in that or whatever. But they've never seen like they're going to cancel something so big like South by Southwest. That's huge. That's insane. Like to cancel that, and then yeah, to cancel all the sports, and then cancel like school. The like kids are just like out of semester. It's like what? That's insane. And that's I think that is another thing where we're talking about half the argument and not all of the argument. Because oftentimes, when it does come to like, well, love your neighbor. You don't want to get them sick, so stay at home. It's like yes, but also love your neighbor. You don't want them to lose their job, their savings, and their house. Yeah. So and that. That's something I've seen Jeff Durbin talk about, and he's he's big on that of like love your neighbor. It's an it's it's the economy. It's it's livelihood versus lives is the thing, and so it's like okay, yeah, they lost their job, but they're alive. That's the that's the counter argument to that. It's like yeah, you're we're in a great depression, but we're not mass dying. Like people are just massively dying right. all over the place. So, but depressions lead to deaths. Like that's you know, it's consequence of poverty is death. Yeah, and if but it's, I guess if, it's, if, it's not as certain. Like depression and, and economic hard times lead to death, but it's not as certain as like, coronavirus leads to death. Like, I mean, is it not? Because I mean, if, if someone had told me up front, it's a ninety-nine percent recovery rate. I would have said I'll take my chances. Yeah, but it's not just you though. Again, it's the transfer. It's the transfer. It's, right, not, but it's not like it's not like okay yeah you're right if we if you if all three of us got it we'd probably live we'd probably right. catch it like a flu we'd yep. get it bad we'd, we'd sneeze we'd cough we'd throw up whatever but we'd get over it but but that's after we tra transfer it to five other people including right. people immunocompromised like if you got it you'd probably die you really? nah, I'd, I'd, I'd take my chance yeah it'd be fine you're immunocompromised I, you, <laughs> if you know corona you would die yeah, you, they say that, but also, you know, technically I'm considered disabled by the government and I feel fine. So I don't know if these qualifications count. You're a victim. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like Abby was saying, like, that's everything. Yeah. Every disease that comes around is like, it's going to affect some people really hard. It's going to affect some people not at all. So are we going to go into right. lockdown every time? Just like right. every Corona season, are we going to have to shut down the world? Well, until right. we have, until we have and then, vaccine. And then what do you do? viruses mutate and that's just what they do. So yeah. when we get a vaccine, it's just going to mutate and then it's going to happen again, just like with a million other viruses. Cause that's what they do. Well, I don't I know. Think, I mean, yeah, no, go ahead, Abby. I Cause I think you're, I think we're all kind of in different spots on this. A, a little, little bit, a little, yeah. bit, little bit of different yeah. spot. I think overall we're in the same, but it's good. I want to hear like some back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think 
I've, I've gone through stages, you know, at first I think I was like, I'm good, like God's sovereign. And then it was like the media set in, they started canceling sports, everything. And then I'm like, yep. oh crap, maybe I should stay at home. Just like <laughs> secluded myself. But now I'm to the point where I'm like, I mean, I don't, I don't vaccinate. So I, I don't have a fear of the measles, the chicken pox. I mean, I have, I have a lot of, of faith in our immune systems that God gave us. And I understand that people are immune compromised, but that's with anything. They can, an immune compromised person can get a cold from somebody who has it and it can be just cold from them and it can be life threatening to someone else. So like for those that are immune compromised, they already have taken the steps or should be taking the steps to have precautions from catching a disease because they've had to do it their whole life or a virus. But for the people that are healthy, I mean, well, how how long are we supposed to revolve our lives around the people right. that are compromised? At, at what yeah. point does personal responsibility take over? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, um, I want to comment on on this. Uh, my mom said, uh, "No, no, it's not a sin in this case. Not you're not working due to national emergency, not because of laziness or responsibility." So. That's true, and and I, the, it, I think it's how I've kind of been approaching this is like a war, and like certain, the government's going to take certain powers for a time during a war time, during national crisis, during whatever. Like we're going to comply, we're all going to go through it. Like after nine eleven, all the heightened security and stuff. It's like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give up some of our uh, personal security, privacy things or whatever. Like you know, getting searched at the airport or something because of this new danger or whatever. And, and like this, this kind of national, like governmental response, I think like in World War II or during any war where we're all banding together, we're all doing, doing with less, you know, going without or whatever, donating scrap metal or whatever we got to do to right. help the war effort. It's kind of right. like that of like help the war effort on Corona and for a time. And that's the thing is like, it's, there's, I understand this situation of an in a national emergency for a time. This is not, but but what's the problem is people are trying to make this the new normal mm. and instill. I hate that so much. The new big, normal, big governmental uh, power grab. You know. Well, I mean, the problem is when the government, what what is lacking in that idea that we have to pitch in and the government's going to take certain powers is that the government tends to just abuse those powers and not necessarily use them for our good because they're fallen people with mm -hmm. too much power. So like if we look at 9-11, they use that as an excuse to get the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act led to government surveillance. That's how we find out from Snowden that they're just spying on us all the time through everything we have. Like right now. The little... for, yeah, like for right now. For no reason, with no cause, no, no anything. They're just going to spy on us. That's what they do. They're going to spy on us. I say let them look. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to hide. What are you worried about? Enjoy the show. Even World War II, during World War II, like, okay, we have to band together, but also during World War II, that's when they rounded up Japanese Americans and put them in internment camps because we can't be too careful. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that was wrong. That's, right. That, but that's the thing. That's what the government that, does. When we say you take, yeah. the, you take control, we're going to cede power to you because we need you to save us. That's what they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They did the same in World War II with like Social Security and and a lot of um, government creates jobs kind of thing. And yeah, it, I mean, it's like, I forget who said it, but uh, don't, never let a never let a crisis go to waste. Right. So like you have this emergency, it's like, I gotta take advantage of it and 
and see it as an opportunity. And I see a lot of like people in government doing that, seeing it right. as an opportunity to like, this, this is what we got to make our move. This is how we're going to change things. This is our window. You know, we can just go through now. So, yeah. I mean, and it, I think it was Ben Franklin that said, those willing to trade uh, freedom for security deserve neither. Yeah. You know, and it's, we, we want, the, the the hard truth about this because one of the things that people kept saying to you besides the new normal all that was we have to flatten the curve we have to flatten the curve we have to flatten the curve yeah. we have to flatten the curve and what people took that to mean was that we have to prevent each other from getting the virus but that's not what that means mm-hmm. flatten the curve is preventing a spike it's not preventing yeah. the spread of the virus everybody's gonna get it there's no right. way around exactly. that yeah exactly. we'll never have a world without corona yeah. right you're all gonna get it at some point we just have to accept that fact Okay, right. and the other the, the other That's part of that was someone who's like in their sixties to accept. Right, but it's just reality. That, it's like, well, look, I'm gonna probably freaking die if I get this. Right, you know? but the problem, the thing is, you're gonna die anyway. Like, that's two realities, and I don't mean that to the person that's sixty. I mean that's to everybody. Right. Everybody's like, and the person who's sixty is probably gonna die if they were to get, you know, the flu, the right. flu if it were to hit them in a bad way, or any other thing that were to hit them in a oh, bad way. Oh. COVID so is just out of the list. How is this different than the abortion argument of like, well, it's a, you want to make an omelet, you got to crack some eggs. And because the difference. Some, some don't make it, some do. The, some people's lives for the benefit of others. The, how, the is di- yeah. how, is it how, is it, how is it not that? Okay. So I would say the difference is that abortion is the active taking of a life. In, in a disease situation, nobody is actively trying to kill you. What if I vote pro-choice? Is that actively taking a life? Yes. What if I go out in mass crowds where I know old people are and we might have corona? Is that taking a life? No. Is that putting us all life at, at risk? I mean, but so is driving a car. So is getting out of bed. So is taking a shower. If you slip in the yeah. shower and bash your head, you're going to die. Great. And let's like let's compare it to the measles. Like in 19, I think it was like 19... 19- um, oh five, the death from measles was like 6,000 people a year. And by 1962, the year right before the measles vaccine came out, the deaths were to 500 per year, but 98% of people were naturally immune to the measles. And of course people died in there, but at the same time, people are dying of correct. People are dying of heart right. attacks. People are dying of stroke. Like God has a sovereign will and everyone's going to die from some way. But the fact that natural herd immunity spreads so much that 98% of the population, like if you, if you, if you ever hear the commercials about you need to get the measles vaccine, you need to get another dose, except for those that were born before 1950 something, they're naturally immune. Well, how are they naturally immune? Because of God given natural herd immunity, which is a thing it's i mean everyone knows of herd immunity from the vaccines which is stupid in my opinion <laughs> but god given <laughs> taking a weird turn <laughs> well i mean i want to clarify too when i said you, you know when you said they don't want to die and it's like well you're gonna i didn't specifically mean people over 60 i mean what this thing is <laughs> what, what, what yeah <laughs> i'm ages clearly what the corona has done is made everybody face their mortality in a way. And people are like, well, I don't want to die. And it's like, well, I got bad news for you. We're all going to die. Like, like these, are, these, are, these are what the odds were all the time. That yeah. you right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just I mean, becoming aware of it. We're, yeah. That, right. That's a good way to put it. Of like, we're becoming more aware of something that was already there. Uh, like you're going to die, you know, given a long enough timeline, everybody's uh, risk of death is 
life expectancy comes to zero. And and the whole thing with flattening the curve, like I was saying, is the the idea was to prevent a spike so that the healthcare system isn't overwhelmed. That was the, that was the goal. That was the yeah, idea. That's what, that's what my mom said on here too, which is a good point. She said it's not about like saving people's lives, yeah, overwhelming the health systems, and that sucks because it's like to me that means you're still gonna die, but you're gonna die in a hospital bed with a ventilator, and it's like great. Thanks. <laughs> but again, it, I mean, again, it's like, is it as bad as they were saying it was? Because that was what they were selling us. Like, if you get this, you're going to end up on a ventilator in the hospital. Where yeah. The system's going to be overwhelmed. A lot of people are going to die without treatment. And I was reading today, there was an article that came out that 4,400 people in New York already were infected with it before we ever started doing anything about it. But we didn't have 4,400 deaths from it immediately before we started doing anything after it. Right. But we don't. It's, but we don't know. Like, for me, the thing is, we don't actually know. We, we're hearing these numbers. We're hearing, well, the models were bad. Oh, it's not as bad as we thought. But it's still, you know, for people who are immunocompromised or whatever. And um, there, so there was a comment here that that I want to get to uh, that Kindle put to. We're gonna get to in a second. But um, yeah. But it's like, what? Um, we don't know. That's the thing is there's so little information and Ernie was saying there's misinformation, which I think is a little dangerous to say. Well, I, I'm, with him. I'm with him on that. What's I, I the don't, intent? What's the intent? Okay. This is where me and Abby are going to take two different paths because yeah, she's going to say I'm it's gonna, malice. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to say. As soon as you get into conspiracy, I like know. they want this and they, you well, know, I, I don't think it's yeah. too much what, misinformation. A lot of it purposeful think, to what right. end? What's what the I point think, of of misinformation? The power grab, I could see that, but I don't know, even I think mean, it's that because the information is not coming from the government primarily. It's coming from the media. And what's the goal yeah. of the media? Money, ratings. Well, we need you to watch. Yeah. So I think the, yeah. the what's the, the old Just phrase like, is if it bleeds, yeah. it leads. Yeah. So right. you know the shocking headline is the one you're going to tune into, and that's what gets ratings. That's what right. gets advertisers. We need you to keep watching, right. so we're going to tell you you need to watch to survive. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I agree good. with you on that. I mean, our media here, there's almost two hundred thousand people in the town that I live, and they will post like three hundred people with it. I'm like, well, three hundred out of two hundred thousand is a pretty good number. But then they'll post stories that are like half the ventilators in the town are used. Okay, <laughs> we have ten ventilators total in this town. Like, it's not like five ventilators are being used. Like the way that they're the way that they're um, wording it, the way they're wording it. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. like. Another thing too, like you're, what you're saying is right, but I, I think in a different way than we're thinking. Cause okay, for sure we've settled now that the virus has been here since December, right? Okay. So we know that for sure. I've seen some people speculate that it's been here at least since November, possibly October. We don't know definitely, but maybe November, definitely December. We didn't start testing until February. We didn't have reliable tests until April. The February tests were faulty. So right. in reality, it's been here for three months longer than we've been testing, and we have no idea how many people had it and recovered. So we right. can't know what the actual mortality rate is because we're missing a giant chunk of data. We don't know how many people actually had it, and we don't know how many people just got over it. Right. And what about the what about the White House? Um, my husband always watches like the White House briefings, and they were talking about how the people that have had it can go and donate plasma and their plasma can be given to people with COVID to help, um, the antibodies. Yeah. 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 So we all need to take people's blood. 
If you yeah. know a healthy person, <laughs> take their blood. That's only the, the pure blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and the, you know, this does get kind of fascist a little bit when we start talking. I, I heard the California governor give a speech this week, yeah. and it was real weird, man, because he was talking about how well we need we need to start easing the reins and letting people get back to work, but we also need to keep the power to pull those reins back at any time if we decide it's necessary. Like, whoa. Why do you get to decide it's necessary? Yeah. And Apparently in Germany, the, the cops are going to people's houses and getting blood samples from people. Oh, shoot. They didn't learn yeah. the first time. It's, oh, it's my God. Back. It was a funny thing. Trevor Noah did on the Daily Show. He's talking about it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the, the German police are here to draw blood, <laughs> like to take your blood. But, like, you know, in a totally cool way. I know it wasn't always that way. It's like, but we're just, you know, we're just testing the purity of your blood. Like, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> well, I mean, Europe has a tendency to just – so one of the reasons – Make it I, so. Right. I've, I've had an argument with a European person about this. And they, it, it's fascinating because they don't understand the concept of rights. Like when you argue about rights, they're like, why is that so important to you? It's like, well, of course you wouldn't understand that because you're not an American. Like you don't get that concept. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the, I think modern Americans really don't understand that idea of rights either to an extent because – We're losing it. Yeah, we're losing that idea well, of rights. We don't share the worldview that the founders shared. Yeah. Like the, the founders had the idea that the rights were – they weren't given. They were recognized. Recognized, yeah. We take it as, well, they're given. And if they're given, they can be taken away if necessary. Yes, that's right. If rights are given, they can be taken away. But if they're inalienable, then they're, they're just like, this is just something you have. We're going right. to recognize that you have it and respect mm -hmm. it rather than like, well, we've given it to you, you know, and then we can take it away. And that's, that's, the, yeah, that's more the European mindset of right. like, well, we're allowing you to do this. This is the, that's the monarchy hierarchy right. kind of thing of like, well, we're letting you do something and we're right. going to not let you do something where America was really founded on the idea of like, no, we just have this and we're going to do it. And so we're going to take out any obstacles to that. People would try to take control of us doing that, prevent us from doing it, enacting on our God given rights. So right. Maybe that's where it's like, not a, so, so it's hard because it's like, it's not a sin, but we have these mandates that are, that seem to be impeding on our God given rights. Mm. So, do we have a responsibility to disobey those things? But again, it goes to the uh, love your neighbor thing. That that's what it's always going to come back to for for uh, the the Christian mindset that is that is complying is the love your neighbor. This thing is real. People are in danger, and we need to not make people sick, cause any undue suffering. Basically, is what is always going to come down come back to that. Right. But so again, at a certain point, love your neighbor has to come up with personal responsibility, right? Like you have, if you know you are immunocompromised, you should be taking steps also to protect yourself. Right. You can't yeah. sit back and say, well, everybody has to take care of me. You know, I'm the important one here. It's like, well, no, you're a part of society, but you're not the focus of society. And I'm like, I'm speaking as an immunocompromised person. Like, yeah, it's not everybody else's job to protect me. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So like I, 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 that kind of touches on Kindle's uh, <laughs> uh, comment. Um, I don't know how much of the screen is going to block, but I know I, it's kind of cutting off too. So I don't, I don't know if that's like if they're, how to read the rest of that. 
But yeah, if you think about it, most of America is immune compromised. Obesity, junk food, junk drink, cigarettes suppresses our immune system. That's why I feel it's our own responsibility to take care of our health and not rely on others. I'm not trying to be rude, but it's not my job to keep those who don't care to take care of themselves safe. Elderly babies, those who take immune compromising drugs, like my husband. Of, of course, if we are aware of those people, we do what we can for them, of course. So yeah, that is that personal responsibility. It's like, well, I'm just going to live as unhealthy as possible. And it's your job to make sure I don't get sick. Right. And it's like, that sucks, but I don't want to get that person intentionally sick. You know what I mean? Right. right. That person, that person has lived their entire life as immune compromised because before COVID a common cold could have wiped them out. So that person has been paying attention to what they're being exposed to the whole entire life. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, COVID's here. I guess I need to pay attention to what's going to get me sick because that's kind of a lifestyle they've had to adjust to their whole life and their parents if they were, you know, kids with immune deficiency. And I, I know a lot of diabetics who don't take their insulin regularly, who don't watch what they eat, who don't take any of the steps to take care of themselves. And then they're angry when they're sick or hurt or in pain or something. It's like, well, whose fault do you think it is? You're the one who didn't do what you were supposed to do. I, yeah. I, it's, but, but but if you can prevent that person from getting sick, do we have a responsibility as Christians who love our neighbors to, to not get that person sick, to not, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like, well, you should have ran this morning. So yeah, but I didn't. So you know, whatever. It's like, you should have taken care of better care of yourself. So I'm going to just not care where I sneeze. You know, it's like, well, no, that's, you know right, what I mean? Like, I think we still have, e even if they're not taking care of themselves, we don't have a responsibility. Like, do we, like, what, where does our, how far does it extend our responsibility to take care of others who aren't even taking care of themselves? But that shouldn't, like, have an effect on how I care for them and how right. I treat them, right? You know, I get what you're saying. You can't be cavalier just because, well, they should have taken care of themselves. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's like, there has to be sensibility to this. Like, if I, maybe I'm not going to go see my grandparents right now. I'll give yeah. it a couple of weeks and I won't go see my grandparents. But I'm not going to not go to the grocery store on the off chance that maybe there's an old person there. It's like, well, I guess I just won't eat for two weeks. Yeah. You know? Because wear a mask. I wear a mask. But it flips the other way too. Like the immunocompromised person, by making themselves the center of everything and saying, you have to do this for my sake, is also not loving their neighbor. Yeah. You don't get to have a job right now because I'm sick. So you can't work right now. You have to be poor. You have to be in debt. You have to be responsible in the government because I'm sick right now. Yeah. And, but I mean, yeah, the, I saw something about like this whole, this whole conflict in that little cartoon we shared with the, with the pro Trump people uh, <laughs> facing off with a doctor, <laughs> facing off with a nurse. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I have my suspicions of why a bunch of nurses are standing out in the middle of the street and not at a job that's so needed to be done. Like, why are they standing out facing down a person with an AR-15 in protest? <laughs> is this well, how you're spending your free time as a nurse that you're so busy that, you know what I mean? Or is this like, well, who, I'm gonna give you who is that nurse standing in the road? Why are you just ignoring the idiots and getting doing the real work? You know well, what I mean? I'm gonna give you some inside baseball on this uh, and uh, take it as anecdotal because it's anecdotal, but this is just what I'm telling you has happened recently that I saw. So someone who I know who is a nurse got infected with COVID-19, right? Yeah. 
they got the test, came back positive. They went home. And the whole time they're talking to the CDC, like the CDC is briefing medical places all the time, telling them, okay, this is the situation. This is what you need to do. This is how serious it is. These are the precautions you need to take. When they actually got the disease, they were like, oh, I'm going to be out for three weeks. I can't work. This is horrible. What am I going to do? The word that they got instead was, well, you'll probably be okay in a couple of days. You can probably come back to work in like five days. So all the precautions went out the window at the point when you actually get it. And they're over it now. They're fine. But well, it, depends not only on, that, it depends on who gets it. If right, that, but not I mean, only that, the second part to that, upon getting better rather than coming back to work, they were furloughed because there wasn't enough work at the hospital. So this massive hospital panic is not happening. Yeah, I, I think I, I think the media does have a lot of effect on how people are seeing this. There are people seeing nurses crying in in the streets and stuff, and it's like. And, and there's been some evidence of some of those pictures and videos be not the case of well, like of those people weren't working with COVID patients. Right. Those people were dentists or something, you know. I mean, that's <laughs> what the media does because that gets you to click on the link, and the link, the clicking on the link gets them paid. So it's like pushing a narrative. It's, it's right. pushing a narrative, right. you know. And yeah. it's almost it's like the it's like the religion of scientism. Now it's the, re the religion of medical supremacy. Like a doctor said it. It's a fact. Just like a science, the science is settled. The medicine is settled. You're not allowed to yeah. question it. This is what you do. The priests told us when they came out in their scrubs. Yeah. And you know Wilson talked about this a little bit uh, when he was talking about the computer models because you know in theory a computer model should be above scrutiny. Like well we just programmed it and this is what it said. It analyzes the data and it gives us what the facts are. Yeah. But somebody's programming the computer models like they don't exist in a vacuum so somebody's putting their assumptions and their data that they choose to accept and take into those computer models that are spitting out the results and that we've seen have not turned out to be correct yeah so i mean what do you do how how long do you keep saying but how far okay, do you take good. that it's like i can't trust any paper i can't trust any study i can't trust anything because it's created by human or a human touched it once and it's going to have some sort of bias. Well, I, I don't think it's so much that you can't trust, but I think it's like we always say on here, and we usually talk about it in, in the terms of philosophy, but it applies to everything. There is no neutrality. No. Even in something like facts and medicine, there's no neutrality. It's like, what what is your agenda at the end of the day? And I don't mean agenda in the conspiratorial sense, but agenda in the what's your personal worldview that you're trying to push with this. Yeah. And if you have an atheistic personal worldview and you believe that this is chaos that has no purpose that can't be for anything, well, then you're going to think, worst case scenario, house is burning down. We got to lock everybody up. Yeah. Your mom, yeah. your mom, the media admitted that they were showing pictures of Italy and saying it was New York. And I, I saw that. And they would, I'd also seen um, a family that took family pictures and somehow the media got a hold of it and was using that, saying that all the family got COVID. And then another. <laughs> Another lady who had um, DBS a few years ago was in the hospital on a ventilator. They somehow got her picture and released it as a story was showing that she had COVID. So how many how many stories are there like that? But I mean, part that of that, like, uh, right. Everything. But part of that, again, is to some intern in the research department. They're like, I need a picture of a picture on a ventilator. And they Google yeah. person on a ventilator and that's what they get. So yeah. I don't I don't think that's intentional all the time, but right. it is it is the sense of like okay you can't trust a headline to be a hundred percent what the headline claims to be because oftentimes right. if you read the article it's not saying what the headline said. Right. Yeah. That's true. So I mean, another thing to like, we're calling it a quarantine, but it's not a quarantine in the proper sense. Like a quarantine, a quarantine is when you take a person who's sick and isolate them from society. This is yeah. the opposite. 
that. This is like soft house arrest. You're just locked up and you can't leave without permission. Right. Yeah. Regardless so of whether is that, so, so does that, so let, let, maybe we can, maybe we can kind of pick a, pick a few of these things okay. specifically individually and say, what is the biblical Christian response to that? So let's yeah. say like uh, lockdown, stay at home, stay in your house. Don't, well, cause what's the order? It's, you can, you can walk in front yard. I, well, you know, I go for a run in the morning. You know, I can go, like, I don't know. Like, it's not like police are at my door making sure I don't open it. Well, so it what's the order? From. It's like. Yeah, where you're at. Because like, you know, yeah. I went bike riding yesterday morning and nobody cares. We're at the park all the time. Nobody cares about that here. But in California, yeah. if you're paddle boarding out by yourself in the water, you're going to get a ticket. Right. And you're not, you're not okay. endangering anybody out there, but that's not the point. The point is we told you so to say it so let's take the worst of it. Let's take the worst case scenario of that, of like mm -hmm. you you can't go for a run. You can't right. leave your house. Like you're in an apartment in New York and mm -hmm. you have to stay in your apartment in New York. Is that we've done we've we've done research, we've done studies, professionals and experts say if everyone does this, leaves their house, more people will get sick and die. So we are mandating that you stay home. And just you can't you can't go to work. You have to stay home. What's the Christian's response to that? Like just boom, right right there. The the biblical Christian response to that. Well, first is a question of how long, which I think we talked about earlier. Right? Like we don't know. That's, That's the problem. Thing. We don't know. Okay, well, well I can't agree to that. So well, so what's the what's what, so what does that agree, mean? Agree though? Is that like I'm gonna leave my house? And I'm gonna. What are you gonna do? Like what what would you need to do or go do that that you're the government is telling you you can't do right now. Okay, and so let's say you what's can't. What's the Christian response to that? Let's say you can't leave your house. Okay, I need to get food. We have to eat, right? Yeah. Okay, well, you can order them for delivery. Okay, if I order them for delivery, the system is overwhelmed because nobody can leave their house, so it's going to take two weeks to get to me. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. I've, I've tried to order stuff on Amazon yeah. during this time. It's about yeah. two weeks. And it's so two even weeks. Gro and even groceries or curbside pickup right. groceries like two weeks out. Yeah. And overpriced. Like the prices and things are going up because the demand is so high. So, yeah. you know, we've, we've instituted this rule to keep you safe. Well, what you're doing is endangering me and everybody else now. Yeah. Right. So or what about I have to pick up my daughter every week, every week, mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? I, we, we do shared custody. So we're going back and forth the whole time. So does that mean that one of us doesn't get to see her? Right. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's when it becomes like, you, so what like, do you do? So what does that Christian do in New York is told to stay in their apartment? Well, I mean, it like I said, it depends, and it doesn't just depend on the time frame, but it also depends on the reason. Like, there's there's people who, regardless of what the government tells them to do, are going to do the opposite because that's just how they are. Like, they're going to be rebels to be rebels, and yeah. they like it, and they don't care what you think. See, I think that's wrong. I think just right. the, the rebellion for rebellion's sake is, I I think is wrong. And I would agree. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm just gonna do it to piss you off. Right. Like I'm just an anarchist. I'm just yeah. gonna do it because you're saying don't. Because you're saying don't. Yeah. Right. But there is a sense where, and and I know I'm adding a variable to this, but like in our situation where we start to see like, okay, it's not as bad as we said it is. Yeah. It's reasonable to say, okay, you can do more. You can go more. If you want to go to church and assemble, you can do that kind of thing. If you want to meet with your family, you can do that kind of thing. Yeah. But they're saying still no. Because not because the data, but because we said now. Yeah. And and part of it too is that they don't they're they're not living under the same rules that we're living under, which is often how it works in a communist society. The the yep. top doesn't live like the bottom. 
Yeah. Uh, I forget whose family posted a picture. It was either New York or California. One of the governors, they posted a picture of their family dinner. All of them gathered around their table, having their family dinner. And it's like, this is how we have family dinner. It's like, Oh cool. No one else is getting to do that right now, but apparently you're a special case. Yeah. I saw something that said like, this is really what, what the two people who are divided on this. And, and I was kind of hit by this too, because I follow one of these sides the, it says the two people that are divided on each side are the people who can, can work from home and the people who can't. Right. You know, like you're going to, that's going to decide where you stay on this yep. and, or like kind of which side you fall on that of like, you lost your job, your wife lost your job. You can't, you don't know where your next pay, you know, money's coming from. You don't have enough savings, whatever. Uh, you were living paycheck to paycheck before. Now you don't got that next paycheck coming. Right. What do you, what do you do? What are you going to do versus someone like me who can, work from home and is like have not seen any sort of disruption in our pay or our lifestyle or anything whatever so it's like i'm trying not to just fall into that camp and that side of just like stay home get over it you know because i understand that not everybody is in that same situation but you know at the same time it's like i don't want to make light i don't want to make light of it but i don't want to um just be hysterical of like lockdown everything and everybody stays home because it's easy for me to do you know right or whatever so yeah but it's i mean little, that's, the problem different. too is that you know that right now there's two kinds of people the kind of people that have a job and the kind of people that don't but if this goes on for much longer there's not going to be two kinds of people there's only going to be people that don't have jobs like the economy right. all the economy is dependent on each other if part of it shuts down other parts are going to start to shut down right yeah where there's people husband who people are saying stay home stay home stay home and his only job opportunity was to go to a different town so he could deliver appliances yeah. i mean people are still people still need appliances just because this is going on so he's having to go into a different person's house to up to 20 times a day yeah so how you know how do you how do you reconcile that to stay at home stay at home you know what i mean or people and, are if the consumer is still ordering as well and and then it becomes you know well, delivery people and stuff right. yeah and if it becomes, well, the government will take care of it. We have a fund set up for this. Okay, so the solution is socialism. Yeah, that's wrong. Any, any and that's and that's the thing. So anything, any any governmental power grab that leans towards the communist socialist uh, is is like is just materialist naturalism. Right. That it it is a god like communism is a godless worldview. It just is. It's right. just it's all focused on material materialism it's all about what people have and dividing it up and it's a it's a ruling class defi- deciding for everybody else how much is enough right and, it's, and it, all, it always has in, in the history of humanity devolved into tyranny and uh fascism so which we, everyone knows is wrong but well, yeah i mean so, you would think everybody knows that's wrong but that's not necessarily there's people who welcome socialism fascism yeah with uh, open I'm, arms no i'm talking about fascism no one was fascism even- but they'll I, well, say socialism. I, there's people but in socialism masks, always leads to fascism. There's people in masks hitting people with bike locks that would probably welcome fascism as long as they're the fascists. <laughs> fascism works out for the fascists. That's who gets that's who benefits in the situation. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but that's part of it too. When you're talking about the government decides how much is enough for people. One yeah. one of the things that came out in this, and Darren Doan talked about this, uh, the idea of essential jobs. Yeah. The government's yeah. going to decide what jobs are essential and what jobs are not. Yeah. And, you know. Well, essential I, to who? That's the right. thing. Exactly. It's like, Every job's essential to the employee. Yeah. 
Yeah, my retail job is essential to my family. Right. You know, but it's like, okay, well, that's not essential to the community or whatever. So And yeah. even that that's become kind of backwards too, where you know, the the mayor here did softly impose the idea of being fined without if not wearing a mask. His 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 words was this is the order, but I doubt law enforcement will actually pursue it. Mm. So he's like, this is what I'm saying, but I doubt they'll take care of it. There's a lot going on right now. It's kind of like abortion laws in a lot of states. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's actually illegal, but no one's going to stop anything. But, right. Yeah. So, and the problem with that is that, well, we also have these other restrictions. So the other day, I tried to go to Joanne Fabric because the mayor was like, well, you can't buy a mask, make a mask or whatever. I tried to go to Joanne Fabric, but because of the restrictions that they have, you have to order online. You can't go in the store. It can yeah. take up, up to a week to get what you need. Yeah. And during that week, if say we were to be fined, like you don't have a mask. Well, I was going to make one, but I can't get into the store right now. Well, that's not the law. The law is have a mask. Okay. Well, I can't. What do you want me to do? Get a shirt. <laughs> yeah. A tie scarf. something around your face. Yeah. yeah it's tie <laughs> that's what people are doing. I, I saw a bunch of people today with scarves on that were just. But that's abs- it doesn't do anything. That's absurdity. It's the same as a mask, though. That you're, you're not going to get fined if you got a scarf on. That's the thing. I know. It doesn't but that's have the to be where, a, a specific grade of mask. It just that's where it becomes absurd, too. Like it's compli- It's blind compliance for no reason. It's compliance for the sake of compliance. Yeah, there's no logic yeah, or reason to it. Like wore like a freaking paper bag over there, or I've even seen pictures of people like sticking their head inside a whole like three gallon thing of water, and that would be <laughs> <laughs> like an Iron Man <laughs> mask. <laughs> it's so I ridiculous. Someone, I saw someone at the bus stop with a mask and they had it around their chin smoking a cigarette. That's awesome. <laughs> I said they need to like just poke poke a hole in the mask for the cigarette. <laughs> I saw one too. It was like or Lauren was telling me about one that was like of jeans and they had a zipper. <laughs> so they could, like, That's pretty good. Zip, smoke right, mean, take a okay. drink. So it comes back to beer. Lo- it, it comes back to loving your neighbor, but in the situation we're loving our neighbor selectively. Well, it, as far as loving, like, hey, the loving your neighbor thing—if it's going to lead to sickness and death, don't do it. But we don't know. That's the right. problem. It's it's not like loving my neighbor means making sure they don't die versus making sure they have a job. I'd rather them not die than have a job. So if someone came to me and said, "Hey, if you don't press this, if you press this button, they'll die. If you press this button, they'll lose their job." You got to press one button. I, you know, okay. Right. Loving my neighbor is going to be say they lose their job. But right? it's not. But, it's not but that we don't know it, exactly. But we, we don't know if that's actually the case. Like because the first models that came out were like, it's got a five percent. You you know one to five or something, and right. now it's like point fall point three or something, and it's like right. spread rate or whatever. And it's like okay, well that's a lot of freaking different than yeah, what we were first told. But. But not even that. That's not the only part that's not black and white. The part that's not black and white is the idea that's like, well, do you want to die or do you want to have a job? Well, if it's one person, that makes sense. But if it's a company that's getting shut down and people or an entire swath of people losing their jobs and then an industry collapses, okay, that's going to be a lot of homeless people yeah, who are going to die. And that's going to knock down other sectors. Like the economy is links in a chain. If one of those gives out, the whole chain falls apart. And Wilson talked about how the person who looks at it as jobs versus lives or economy versus lives is a person who's not thinking about it. It's lives versus lives. It's not, are people going to die? It's how do you want them to die? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, like what my mom was saying about like over overriding the health system, we're going to still see this same rates of infection and death and right. everything in 
or at least of infection in the fall or when the warm weather changes or whatever mm -hmm. the seasons change, whatever. The problem is we're going to have more beds and that, that's, it's, it's the overrunning the health system of not abolishing the virus, but being prepared for the virus. So now it's like, we're going to still get this, but we're going to be prepared later because we're not prepared now. So stay home because we're not prepared. Our health system's not prepared. So wait, wait till we get some ventilators and beds made and then we can all go out and get it. Right. And it's like, okay, so we're all going to get it anyway, you know. And that's assuming that you're going to need a ventilator and a bed if you get it, which doesn't seem to be the case. Well, I'd rather have one if I get it than not have one. The cases. Right. But I mean, okay, so better safe than sorry works until it starts costing people jobs, industry money, houses, lives, everything. You know, like better safe than sorry is not better safe at the expense of everything than sorry. That that's yeah. where it, it, it's it's weird for me because we're not again we're we're selectively we're saying, operating out of fear right it, yes yeah. that's what it comes down to at the end of it it's operating out of fear and that definitely that definitely is a factor in this because we're, we're creating a whole generation of germaphobes yes we're all no one is ever going to touch an elevator button or a doorknob again we're just it's just putting in our minds of like sickness and disease. And like, you're just going to get sick. You're going to get sick. You're going to get sick and die if you touch a doorknob. So like no, no doorknobs. And this is going to like really change things. And what, what's going to happen is that the more we're socially distancing, all our other immunities are going to go down too. Yes. Because we're not touching doorknobs. And we're not touching elevators, which I never did anyway. Who's touching elevator buttons? Oh, Who's I do. All the time. Oh I, I'm, I'm not a germaphobe at all. Dude. I'm, I don't care knuckle, all. I'm, I'm like knuckle and key, oh, pin numbers all the time. I don't, I don't care. Oh my God. I was like, don't, don't <laughs> put the pin number with your finger. Like who's doing that? I use my keys. <laughs> yeah, the but you're still screens, holding your keys. Touch screens, I use my knuckles on everything. I'm not putting my fingers on. It's disgusting. Gerard, the other day, Gerard was eating dirt. And uh, <laughs> I was irritated that he was doing it, but at the same time, parent. I was like, well, dirt's not going to kill him. You're so a bad parent. Okay. No, he's going to be great now. <laughs> God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. Right. <laughs> you know, God made fire too, all right? And fire her. <laughs> well, he was eating fire. And if he did it well, that would be a profession. So uh, I'm not going to discourage him. God made it so don't hurt. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's what i was always told when i was little god made yeah. dirt and dirt don't hurt so we're, we're, told by idiots. we're made from dirt right so we're mostly dirt <laughs> anyway so it can't hurt him that bad that's okay. the that's the logic i'm going forward with yeah right <laughs> but i mean that's true too and the 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 social aspect is going to be big because like you, i've you see people talking in the media about like handshaking is dead oh yeah like human human relationships are going to change because of this. We're going to be afraid of each other. Yeah. So this like, well, and it's not it's like afraid of each other or afraid to like. Well, I don't want to get you sick, or I don't want to, you know, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. want to get you sick. I don't want to pass something to you. So I'm like, I'm gonna just not shake hands or whatever. Which I'm fine with. I'm I'm fine with the whole thing. I'm I I hate. This is going to help the socially awkward because it's like, <laughs> it's just going to create this little wall. So it's like, I never always know like shake somebody's hand or like do the little, like, what, oh, like that. No. there's anxiety about that. You understand? Uh, no, like, that's, that's this, horrible. I, I am totally fine with just like walking up in the like, what's up nod, you know, oh, hands, in, hands, in, hands in your pockets and just walk it up. Like, it's going to be hey, like, do you, do you remember well, the, the Japanese? We can bow. We're going like, to bow. Yeah. Yeah. And they also wear masks all the time. Yeah. They don't touch I had, anybody. I had a Japanese. I had a Japanese roommate in college who would wear one to bed. 
<laughs> he would wear one every night when he went to sleep. And I was like, that's so weird. But I guess that's your Why, Why would he do that? <laughs> I, I, he explained Bro, it to me one time. Sick. Yeah, he explained I don't want you to give me a disease in your dreams. He explained well, it to me in broken English. And I didn't understand. The only way I can understand is I read a the one time that says the average human eats eight spiders in their lifetime because when they're asleep, they crawl in your mouth and you eat them. I, could, well, I can understand I that. For that. I, I think that's yeah. a myth. I think that, I'm pretty sure that's a myth. Like it you might can't be swallow, a myth. Like you can't swallow bubblegum. I swallow bubblegum all the time. <laughs> but you won't touch a doorknob. And you will chewing them out. Yeah. I don't know. I got man. this 10 year old glob of chewing gum inside my stomach. <laughs> they well, thought it was a tumor. It's just gum. <laughs> swallow my gum. We're going to be like you were, uh, like the 80s Superman comics where Kryptonians were all germaphobes and they were covered head to toe in fabric. Like that's what we're all going to be like. That's a right. horrible society to live in. No, bring Man it on. In a we yeah. uh, it, you know, we were talking about how when church starts up again, when we actually see each other, everybody's gonna be hugging and everything again because no. we haven't seen each other in so long. No, that's oh, what that's what I think. I think that is true. I think people are gonna like we're gonna want to go to the movies. We're gonna yeah. want to go to a mall. We're gonna want, but then it's sure. gonna, all everything's gonna skyrocket and we're gonna get sick and everything's gonna, gonna be, be bad. Ah, we're, we're gonna be fine because you know what's gonna happen the virus is gonna go through everybody we're gonna develop an immunity and we're gonna be okay that's that's how death. i'm with you 100 after, after mass death the same page at the, at, the, at the cost of many lives at the cost yeah, of the, lives herd immunity cost that. lives i know but i know but this is different than the flu it's not, it's not, that's the thing it's, it's different in the way different that than the flu we don't have a vaccine we don't have yeah, but okay, yeah. let, me, let me talk about the flu shot for a minute because I've never been more angry at a thing in my life than the flu shot. The one year that we got Gerard the flu shot, he was the only one that got the flu. Yeah, it's awful. And I he got the flu shot. They never had the flu. He got the throwing up, like horrible flu, and everybody yeah, else you, was fine. But you let your kids eat dirt, so who else? <laughs> That's who, recent who, knows, who, who knows what else you've been? No, but that was the only time he ever got the flu was when he got the flu shot, and everybody else who was around him all the time, who hypothetically should have got the flu because we didn't get the shot, were fine. Yeah, I've never gotten the flu shot. I've never had the flu. Yeah, but. see, that's the thing. It's like, okay, we're going to get the vaccine for the corona. Okay, so the vaccine hasn't prevented the flu. Why do we think it's going to prevent COVID-19? Like, we're just going to still get it. It's just here now. This is part of our reality. Welcome yeah. to being an anti-vaxxer, Julian. No, I still don't want polio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. FDR no. was a great man, but I want to be able to walk, dude. Yeah. No, it's good to be, be rid of a lot of terrible diseases because of vaccines yeah but the problem yeah. the problem no, becomes, not vaccines, no. <laughs> the, the problem becomes 100 is <laughs> that's, that's, i'm not on the, i'm not on the anti i'm not on the anti-vax <laughs> the problem becomes is this a terrible disease or have we been fed fear fear i think it's be a terrible disease it's a little bit of both i think it is a terrible disease in that what disease isn't terrible that's I fair. I mean, what disease isn't terrible, you know? I mean, it's not. It, it, well, it, it, see, that's the thing. It's the studies. It's it's the research that we're being shown. If you show the research on the flu and the research on COVID, COVID's way worse. But it's like that's the research. So right, but it's, <laughs> we just don't know. We don't know enough about Corona yet to say I, I it's not know. as bad as the flu or it's, or it's just the same or whatever. We have like we have such little data to go off of and we have so much data for the flu and for everything else that it's like, okay, yeah, we, we have a, we know what the, what the numbers are pretty like, like for 
decades of what the flu is. We don't know for this COVID-19. But we I just don't have know, what we have in the last few months. I don't know so, if that's true. And if that is true, that makes me really worry about the the uh, competency of the people working on it. Because, one, we keep getting new information every day that comes out like, oh, well, it's 50, 55% more contagious than we thought. So that may make it actually less deadly because more people have had it than we initially thought. Or turns out sunlight immediately kills it on contact because of the way that it is. So, okay, well, now when the sun gets here, we're probably going to be better. But if we've had people, people putting all their energy and, and work and effort into figuring this thing out for however long we're all locked in our houses and they're like, well, we don't actually know anything about it. Okay, how long is it going to be so you know something about it? We don't know. And that's the thing. As long as we don't know, as long as we don't know, then we it's like we got to just do what we can to, to, to slow the spread or whatever. It is way more contagious than the flu. It's right. not like – it, it just is like just from what we've known so far. Contagious are asymptomatic and have no symptoms and are passing it to people that are also not going to have symptoms. So at or they're passing point, it to people who are going to die. So like the flu, if the, if, the, if the flu was this contagious, it'd be this big of a deal. That's the I thing. Don't the flu, I, I don't know if it would. I don't know. Yes. As, as, as far as we know, and that's the thing, the more data that comes out is, is how we're going to know more. But we won't know. Though, would you would you be living your life any differently if you didn't well, have any idea about COVID? Would I you zero know what I mean? information at all? Like if it wasn't pumped Not up so heavy, even right. Well, let's say that even if it wasn't pumped up so heavy. What do you mean by pumped up? Like 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 it's the yeah. only thing we talk about twenty four seven all day. Like the first day that the we the Friday before they started doing shut down everything. All that what I was seeing was was COVID, COVID, COVID on YouTube on every. I probably wouldn't be living the same, but I don't know if I wouldn't have gotten sick. Right, that's but, the thing. But that that has nothing to do with whether you're not going to get sick or not. Right, but that's the thing too. If it's fifty five percent more contagious than we thought, and most people are asymptomatic, that means a ton of people had it and it did nothing to them. So it's not as deadly as they're saying it was because if that many people are having no symptoms. But that, but that's for how many people we know who've had it. We, it could have been way more, right. way less. Well, and if, like well, if some people who, who did die and then we didn't. But the problem is we, don't, we can't just test. We, there there weren't, haven't been tests for so long. It's been coming out since December. And right. we're going – but we're going off of like Italy. We're going off of like other European countries who didn't take any precautions or lockdown and have mass deaths and, and right, all kinds those, of stuff. Those are places where smoking is more prevalent. People are generally older. It's yeah, more well, and everybody in America is fat and unhealthy. It's the right, same and thing, that is, That's another so we have thing. Mass too. obesity in in America right. and a bunch of people living unhealthily. Do I have to be unemployed because you're fat? No, but it's but it, if people if this the situation is the way it is. And but it doesn't matter. Like it, you, you should be taking care of yourself. But I'm not going to intentionally try and get you sick or have complete disregard for right. your safety because but you can't take responsibility. It's not polar opposites because that's not what's happening. What they're saying is no, you can't even go to work anymore. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not going to work with the intent of infecting anybody. I'm going to work with the intent of getting a paycheck and providing for my family. And you're telling yeah. me I can't do that because maybe somebody might get sick if I do that and die. Yeah, but like and another point you were making, you were saying it's been since December and we haven't been testing that long. Okay, if it's as deadly as it supposedly is, if it's been here since December, then we should have seen a spike of mass deaths in September going forward, and we didn't. September? December. I mean, I'm sorry. De uh, December. Yeah. We, what about how we did in Europe, though. We did in other countries, though. 
So who that did, who did nothing to stop factors it. because we didn't see it in America, and we well, all see in that. But, but see, that's the thing. Our research and stuff is coming from Italy, who is not like. But even the here, rest of the country. Even here, they're counting deaths. How many? What did the lady? I forget her name. The White House speaker, or whatever, that said that they're counting. If you if you die from a car accident, but you test positive for COVID, they're counting your death as COVID. Oh right. yeah. There was one where they came out and said, "Well, we're not counting flu anymore because we don't have flu. Like we don't have flu. Yeah. It went away. It like COVID." Well, I think. Well, I think the yeah. issue. Right. I think the issue is the spread. It's not necessarily like death rate because yeah, it's if you're just adding it up, it's the it's the uh, spread rate it's how infectious is this because it's going to hit people differently and so we don't know it, it that's the thing is like and people are just going to the doctors and so the doctor the, the doctor the hospitals aren't prepared for this many sick people so that's the thing of stay home and so we don't overrun our health care system not necessarily about getting people sick or whatever or killing people it's like they're going to get sick and they're going to go to the doctor and it's just right gonna, but over, again, that's assuming that, that people which will lead sick. to more deaths right. over on health healthcare. That, that's assuming that people who get sick are going to need a hospital bed and a ventilator, which has not proven to be true. Or just go so, to the doctor. But no, they don't need necessarily need a hospital bed or ventilator. They just go to the doctor and clog things up just by being there or by having a doctor and nurse pay attention to them. Any sort of treatment that they're getting doesn't have to always be the hundred percent COVID treatment. It's just they're there taking up a doctor's time, taking right, up a nurse's time. You, like, you, you, you multiply that by thousands, then people who are really sick and need a ventilator are not going to get the same sort of treatment. Right. And that's, that what, that's what now. it's about is like the spread. But, but, but nothing is, is this contagious. That's the thing. It's not as – like from the research that we know, this, this is more contagious than anything that we have right now. Okay, so, but here's, here's another thing. If a person gets sick – and they have the media constantly telling them this could kill you, this could kill you, this could kill you. Of course, they're going to go to the hospital. If it's a thing where it's like, this is not as bad as you think, you're probably going to be fine. Okay, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'll write it out. I think we just don't know. And that's the problem is that we don't know. And it's not, it's not people, I see people taking advantage of that politically, but it's not like we're going to, we're going to intentionally manipulate the media or something so that no, people I, I will think, die or something. I think it's too, too, um, two entities with a atheistic worldview doing things for their own situation, whatever it may be. If there, you know, there's the, the government, especially the the Congress people that are, that were taking take advantage of this to push different social programs, like uh, Pelosi tried to get huge funding for the National Endowments for the Arts in the Corona package. Yeah, bullcrap. Like, it's that's ridiculous, totally right? Insane. And yeah. the media, on the other hand, is trying to get ratings and trying to get clicks and trying to get all that. Like they're not in cahoots; right. they're just both taking advantage of a crisis. Yeah. Right. And when when you're an atheistic structure, when you're a structure that doesn't have fear of God, you don't have you don't have that. Well, why shouldn't we pump the stats to get what we need? Uh -huh. Well, I, I think Kindle. If, yeah. Uh, before this comment gets lost, she said we all get the COVID vaccine, seeing as it's going to be made with aborted fetal cells. And, you know, that, well, that's the thing, too, because I did see somebody comment from I don't know if they were from the CDC, but somebody did make a comment that President Trump's ban on fetal research has right. slowed their ability to make a vaccine. Yeah. Right. So is it worth the trade off? Because that was the thing, too. And, and this is an argument I've had about stem cells before. Uh, I remember but when stem cell research. Stem cell. There's a difference. No, well, no, no. He's You're saying that he's, he's talking about something else. Yeah. During the Bush era, when stem cell research started to be a big thing, 
uh, President Bush did the same thing. He put in a ban against fetal stem cell research. And the medical community lost their mind. They're like, how are we going to do anything? We can't make any progress. We're not going to be able to treat diseases. You're hamstringing us. Well, now you can get stem cells from your own fat cells. Your own fat stores stem cells. So it turns out you didn't have to do it that way. It was just the mm. quickest, easiest, fastest way to do it. So this idea that's like, well, we can't do the research without abortion. Well, I don't believe you. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they've been doing that since what, the fifties? I mean, how long, how long is it going to take them to find a new way? Well, it's not a matter of how long is it going to take them? It's what's the easiest, cheapest, fastest way to do it, yeah. which is not always the most moral way to do it. That's the problem. Yeah. And that, again, that comes from a, a system that's built on an atheistic perspective. Like if you don't right. think there's anything wrong with that, then of course that's what you're going to do because the greater good. Right. Yeah. I yeah, think I that's, will, that's the I only will, thing that would make me anti-vax is like, the abortion industry is funding vaccines and like do you you're like abortions equal vaccines like if that's the equation that would be the only thing that would like make me anti-vax um the well, autism stuff like all the other stuff there's a lot of conspiracy bullshit. <laughs> well don't, don't mean, say anything because abby's gonna send you a book and then you're gonna have to read it no. Yeah. That's the only thing that, that like if abortion equals vaccine, which I, again, that, that equation has to be made in like clear, not like, um, because, because the way I understood it was that there were aborted fetuses, aborted babies that were, uh, used to make a strand or make a, do something. And then that was copied to make multiple vaccines. It's not like one a dead baby equals one vaccine shot. Like no. it's not right. so, or one vaccine batch or something, but it's, it, we, we, we called something from dead babies that we now use, not the dead babies, but from the, that, the material, some sort of element that we gained from that, that we now use for vaccines is, is how I understood it to be of like, we're not yeah. killing babies to make vaccine right vaccines basically. like when we need to when we need a new batch made the hospital the hospital doesn't send a dead fetus and get back a batch of vaccines yeah. okay no no but i mean okay wi-38 and mrc5 are the only cell lines used now and those two abortions were done in the 60s okay so what's a cell so, line that's what i'm saying so a right. cell line so wi-38 cell line or are we using a dead baby that's the thing Okay, hold on. All right, hold on. So, so the guy that did WI thirty eight, he had to order his abortion from like Sweden or something because at, at that point in time it was illegal to do in the United States. Had the baby sent over, took out the baby's lungs, cut it into a million little pieces, and then tested on it. Okay, so if you look up WI one through WA WI nineteen, nineteen aborted babies. They took out one, they took out their tongue, one, they took out their liver, one, they took out their spleen, one, they took out all different body parts to test, to see which body part would be best to use right. to grow right. the cell but cultures in. Here, we okay, understand is that, that something that was evil that was so done far. that we now have something good from, just like uh, surgical experiments done at Auschwitz that we use for... for so many of those, so many of those are done. But, but like we said... Take a step past that. 
but that's what I'm saying. So like did evil people so do an evil thing and now we have something good from that right. evil You don't even have to right. go into the medical field. For instance, microwaves were developed because of research at NASA. NASA is built on the idea of Nazi scientists who killed Jews. We got something good out of something evil. Does that mean I can't ever use a microwave because Warner Von Braun hung Jews in front of his factory? Is, is that how that works? Like, yeah, you got to connect a strain of okay. like ethical okay, but like, there's, like there's over 100 done. Just like in Kindle said, H E K H E K two ninety three. But okay, so then you'll look it up. Let's say let's look it up. Do abortions needed? The first link that you come to that they're going to give you is going to say no more abortions are needed. We have the WI thirty eight. We have the MRC five. We don't need any more, right? Right. But in two thousand fifteen, if you look in China, they had nine abortions done to replace WI thirty eight because WI thirty eight isn't replicating like it should anymore. Right. So and that was nine done but those abortions done were what water bag abortions meaning that they those babies were kept alive so they could have live tissue you have right. to have live tissue to grow but here's here's what solomon's saying and i think he um you know tell me if i'm getting you right if someone were to say we have to do an abortion to develop this this vaccine today he would say no don't do that thing right but if you're saying this abortion happened in the 60s and this is the result of it, therefore we can't use it. Okay, then I also can't use a microwave because Warner yeah. Von Braun helped develop that and he hung Jews in front of his factory, the Holocaust yeah. thing. So are well, they- it's, But it's not even that. It's like, even if the, okay. we, we use the, 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 it's the information. It's like, we have this knowledge now because we murdered somebody. So right. I'm not gonna use that knowledge because we have it only because we tortured somebody to death in, a, in an experimental surgery. I'm not gonna use that information. That's kind of what this is to me. I don't think that's correct. I don't think, is, I think we can use that information. But when you use your microwave, there aren't um, dead Jewish people in your microwave and going into your food. When you inject your child with the WI-38 or MRC-5 vaccine, fragments of those baby cells are going into your child. Right. Every the shot. Only at any, any shot that you get that's a live vaccine. And that comes what do you from mean by, Paul. What do, you, what do you mean by fragments? fragments because what they do is they'll take they'll take the babies and they'll take the cultures and they'll try to they'll try to filter them out but Paul off it says fragments of those babies remain inside the vaccine so therefore yeah. if you were to give your child the WI38 and MRC5 they have fragments of male and female aborted babies inside of their system right but okay when you say fragments of aborted when you say a fragments of aborted babies you make it sound like part of their finger is inside of you and that's not the reality cells. Right, and that's okay. that, but that's a very different statement than fragments of them are in you. Fra yeah. A cell line is not the same as a part of a, a, a part of a person being inside of you. And I want to kind of talk about this real quick because I we weren't intending to go here, but it went here, so we'll go here because it's a time and place. So, uh, Kendall has this comment. It says the bottom line is aborted babies are needed for research, testing, and creation. It's not just one baby. They use seventy six aborted fetuses for research just for one vaccine. Right. So, right. Like like I was saying, President Trump put a halt on fetal research. Therefore, they can't develop this new vaccine with that method. Okay, I'm fine with that the problem that i have with anti-vaxxers and they'll make this statement you're not really pro-life because you use vaccines i'd say okay you're not really holding to your own standards either because if you drive a foreign car if you drive a car from japan if you drive a mitsubishi or a hyundai or any of those a lot of those factories were powered by slave labor during world war ii from captured P uh, pow's Okay. If you've ever used something that came out of the NASA program, NASA existed because Nazi scientists were brought over during Operation Paperclip to work on rockets. That's just a fact. You can't mm. escape from that. Industry in America, a lot of industry in America, especially where we are, because we all live in the South, was built on the back of slavery. If you're mm. going to take this to that extreme, you have to take it to that extreme with everything. Mm. 
not just yeah. with this thing. If you so wear cotton clothing. So because because it's happened other places and there's other ways that it can happen, we should allow it. No, what so I'm saying, saying is that like evil acts consistent. lead to things that benefit us now. And so right. we're, we're taking advantage of those benefits, but we only have them because of evil acts that were done before. So, so if, if we you're be wear cotton clothing, we're supporting slavery. Right. Like because we the, only the, the, the reason that we have such refined cotton textile industry is because of slavery. Without slaves, you can't have live vaccines without aborted babies. Right, and you don't get cotton well, we don't t-shirts have unless slavery. No, we don't. We don't have the clothes we have today. That we, yes. everyone wears on our backs without the slave if it wasn't trade. Slaves would have picked it. It would have been someone else, though. No, it wouldn't have. That was the no. thing. Cotton wasn't efficient until slavery existed. Yeah, and they and it doesn't matter. Like so, say so, say you could get these cells from some other other way, but they used aborted babies instead. But it is so the, the evil act has been done and we're benefiting from those things and uh, all of those things. I mean, the very land we live on with slaughter of Indians. I mean, that's it just yeah, it's like how far do you take that through line of like, well, I'm not going to use this product or do this thing because it, it's, it was created on the backs of dead people or something. And I mean, I think there is a way like if you're going to be consistent about that. Yeah, I see what you're saying, Julian, about like there, there's this through line of like, okay, well, how consistent are we going to be with that? And where are we being hypocritical of like this this advantage we have today was built on the backs of dead people, of murder, right. of genocide, of slavery, of whatever. And so now I didn't do any of those things, but right. I'm wearing clothes and I'm living on this land in Texas that was most likely I'm not mine, <laughs> you know, but I'll just, I don't know. I mean, I'll go naked. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and this is where I ultimately wanted to get to because, and not in this podcast, but in this discussion, uh, the principle of taking gold from Egypt. When the Hebrews left Egypt, they plundered the gold of the Egyptians. That was gold gotten through conquest murder, and the Hebrews took it for their own benefit, and they were allowed to and told to. Hmm. So there is, a, there is a precedent of the godly taking the good from the ungodly. Yeah. So this idea of like, well, if it was if it was ill-gotten gain, no one should ever touch it ever. And I, I don't think that's rational, consistent, or biblical. Hmm. I, I, I honestly think because that's the that's often the anti-vax argument is like, if you're pro-life and you take vaccines, you're not being consistent. Okay, if you're anti-vax for that reason and you still live in the United States, wear clothing, and do any of these other things, you're not being consistent. Yeah. Except for there's still current abortions going on, and there's not current slavery. Pick, there's not current slaves yes, picking there cotton. There's slavery yeah, everywhere. There's slavery still cotton. going on, though. Yeah. <laughs> the 13th Amendment uh, got rid of slavery, yeah. except in the instance of prisoners. Prisoners can still Southern, be used. Uh, American Southern Chattel slavery has ended. Slavery's right. not ended. Right. <laughs> there's sex slaves today. There's, there's yep. all kinds of slavery that... I mean, and so that's the evil act that's still going and on from which a, a, a version of we have benefits that we have. And let's Again, talk about like, that I'm a little bit. Saying too, I want that. But right. It's a weird thing to bring it up, but you brought it up. So I kind of want to go into that. <laughs> the proliferation of the Internet. Um, a lot of the things that were developed through the Internet were developed because of pornography, uh, the pornography industry. For instance, yep. PayPal. Uh, very true. All of that stuff was developed because pornography needed a way to be able to be discreet. And yep. private, but also get money. Yep. That's where this internet billing that we all use comes from. And we know for a fact the the pornography industry is one built on rape and sex slavery. But we yep. don't have a problem using PayPal. It that there the, that's that's that there's consistent reasoning through that, and that's man, 
I haven't thought about like this is good. This is really good of like the whole anti-vax thing because it's like I, I've been wrestling with that of like, well, what does this mean? Am I promoting abortion if I get my kids vaccinated? Like, what in the world, you know? And yeah, there there is a sound, reasonable argument through line of that of of what you're saying, Julian. Of like a people have done evil things, and we have these benefits and advantages today. So if I'm going to be consistent in that, in my thinking, and be clear and be be consistent, then yeah, I have to never use the internet because it was built on pornography <laughs> and sex, slavery, and rape, and all those things that pornography does. So, but and, I use the internet all the time. There are things that Abby says and other anti-vax people say that are true and sensible. Like when they say, like, well, the part of eradicate disease was indoor plumbing and, and modern sanitation. That's true. Uh, they'll say we're an over-medicated generation. That's also true. They'll say the abundancy of vaccines has increased ridiculously from the time we were kids to the time that we had kids. That's also true. All of that is sensible and I'm willing to have those arguments, but there's a radical faction of it that says things that doesn't live as consistently as they claim to be living. And they throw these things out there as sort of a virtue signal to their own kind. You know, the really scary part of all this, like thinking all these th things through is that we shouldn't be wearing clothes or having the internet <laughs> or living where we are, <laughs> but we are, you know, like we're all, we're being consistent but it's actually wrong to yeah, benefit well, from the I mean, evil things. This is kind of like the discussion we had last week about things that were permissible because we live in a fallen world that were not necessarily right. right? Yeah, but are we like picking and choosing what we want to be ethically consistent on and not others? I don't know if that's, that's what it comes down to. I don't when know in if fact, that's we should be say. ethically consistent on everything and not use cotton or internet or anything else. Right. But I, I also don't know if that's fair to say, because if you go through the genealogy of Jesus, you find prostitutes and, and adultery and stuff like that. And are we going to say, well, God shouldn't have used those methods to bring about the Messiah? We didn't use them. I mean, I mean, it's in his family line. He's sovereign over how it happened. Are we going to say, you know? Yeah, but you can't use God's will in, in the, the totality of human history to justify, like, no, I'm not well, saying I that, can kill somebody. And, no, and, and that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying when you say, well, we can't use anything good because it came from somewhere not necessarily that good. Like, okay, maybe if you want to say it that way. But these are also the people that were used to get us to where we are. Like when, when Paul became an apostle, did it immediately expunge the fact that he had murdered a bunch of people for the sake of religion before that? And like he, he's not qualified to speak anymore because he murdered people. No, yeah, I totally understand. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like when, yeah. once we start getting that that highfalutin with it, when, once we start virtue signaling, we're not being realistic anymore. We're not talking sense. We're just virtue signaling. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in exploring the uh, the worldview of anti-vax that is consistent on those we should be healthier. It's not just a pill. We're over medicated. Right. Those things, and that's the problem. That's what that's what is, is kind of frustrating because it is that thing of like, there's some truth in here, but then there's this, right. this rational exit that happens, and it's like, okay, I can't follow you into the conspiracy thing. I can't follow <laughs> you into the, you know, but what we were on something good here. Like, let's right. talk about health. Let's talk about you know natural things and stuff. It's like, yeah, like, but I, the problem is like, it, it takes this off ramp, and it's like. <laughs> everything goes with it. Everything, right. everything reasonable and true goes with that conspiracy yes. off ramp or something. Because being radically pro-vax and being radically anti-vax are two sides of the same coin. They're both wrong. Neither one is correct in what they're saying. Yeah.
because they've abandoned everything for their team and their ideology. Yeah. I, I, can, I can agree with that somewhat. I mean, when I was completely and totally anti-vax, there were things that I would do that weren't necessarily right, didn't line up with my actual beliefs. Right. And there's, it does create this kind of bubble gonna, of, of same with like flat earthers of like right. this bubble where it's we're just echo chamber. It's all I hear. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a good one. I'm, I'm going to have to dip out though. Yeah. I think one. we, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling well, it too. It's, it's almost 11. It's been about an hour and a half and this went to some weird places, but I think it was pretty good. Yeah. So what's so, the uh, final, we should obey the government comply, wear the mask, stay home, <laughs> I, think, I think Solomon is at a different place than Julian and I. I know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's okay. That's another thing too that we got to remember. Like, it, like I was saying earlier, there's become this kind of mandate from on high that this is how you're supposed to feel about this, and you're not allowed to have another opinion than that. And there's people on both sides of the stay home, don't stay home. Like people who are going to church despite all this stuff are being called yeah. by other Christian sinners, people who are not going to church because they feel like it's reasonable to do so are being called by the other side sinners. Yeah. Like the, the it's become one of those divisive things where there's no understanding on either side. Yeah. And, and I think it'll be clear if you, if you're reading your Bible and if you know God's commands, it'll be clear when the government is telling you to do something that contradicts what God tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think the Holy spirit will move, will move in. It's not like a cop out, but the Holy spirit will move and, and guide you in that consciousness of like, this is wrong. You know, this is wrong because you know what's right now. So, right. yeah, I think that's a good kind of final word on that. But yeah. Um, so this should be on the podcast. This should be on Spotify and YouTube and um, yeah. Apple keep leaving podcasts. comments and keep, keep podcasting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we should be good to go. So awesome. uh, yeah. Well, I mean, do, okay. So let's, Let's set a date or do we not want to set a date? Do we want to like do the whole anti-vax thing next week or do we want to put it off for a later time? Kind of fits with the COVID stuff of like right? immunization. And do, and- I'll be I'll be real. I just got furloughed, so I got time. So if we're going to do research, I got time to do research. <laughs> Go for it. Binders of research. Oh, Abby's <laughs> okay. got it. I'm, I'm not yeah. Gonna, yeah, we're not going to read all your binders. That's too much. <laughs> break it down for us. You can break it down for us. Break, and- yeah, because and I think you know, I the, the the thing I like about Abby having her on here in a lot of these conversations is that she was deep in a couple of worlds that she's not deep in anymore, right? Sure. Like when we talk about Torah observance, you were deep and now you're not, but you can see both sides. You can see why somebody would be and why you shouldn't be. So right. it's hard with anti-vax people because I, there's not a lot of anti-vax people who have had a challenge their conspiratorial mindset like you have yeah. when you came to different illumination from the spirit. So right. This should be interesting. This should be informative, and we'll see how it goes. Maybe we get Heather so, on. Oh man, we'll get her on because she's yeah, she's kind of in the same boat as you. Like she was hardcore the in one battle, camp. And the she's like, of the- <laughs> yeah, I think Heather and I have gone down the same path as far yeah. as vaccines and have gone. You know what? I, and this is the thing that I that I you two are the only ones that ever brought this up to me, and it's the only compelling argument. Like you said, Solomon. If nobody had ever mentioned the abortion argument to me, I never would have thought about it. I never knew about it. I never yeah. thought about it. it never would have thought about it. It's, yeah. it's the thing that was ever compelling it did stop me in my tracks of like yeah. they use dead babies and i was like i'm super pro-life and so it's like okay uh what <laughs> <laughs> like they're just dead babies from the 60s it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> no 
<laughs> well, we'll lay out our cases next week. So everybody, please be here for that because that's going to get crazy. So uh, thanks, everyone, for coming on. Thanks for staying up with us. Everything will be up on the podcast by tomorrow morning. So thanks. See you guys. All right. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye-bye, baby. <laughs>